Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Allen looking deep over the middle, intercepted, picked off, it was tipped. Raiders coming in on return, down to the five. Brought down, get in, down to the two-yard line. Sam Webb on the interception. Another big play by the Raider defense. Recording in progress. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. It's the summer series. For those who are watching on YouTube, my son was just here. He's building out platforms for us. Those who hear the audio or get a chance to see it. I was putting some tea tree in my hair momentarily, a little tea tree, and uh, putting on a college shirt, making, of course, my mystery cocktail because I'm not on the clock with the Raiders or Mad Dog tonight, so I have a mystery A mystery cocktail? How come you can't tell us what it is? I don't know. I'm always thinking of a boss or two are watching. (laughs) Mystery cocktail tonight. Okay. I'm just fascinated. I've been watching all this Niner-on-Niner crime because Trey Lance was... Incredible. He wasn't at practice earlier today. He's named the number three starter indirectly. And there's a whole bunch of bloggers, media members calling out, calling out John Lynch, a hall of famer gutless on the field at the Niners campus, doing blogs, mocking the Niners. I'm like, that's not allowed where I'm from or any team. And it's just a whole bunch of Niner fans. Tom, I think we got to spend some time on the 49ers because this is the perfect storm. Maybe the best offense in football, minus the quarterback, best defense in football, period. Play calling coach, Hall of Famer as a GM. I love John Lynch. We're on our honeymoons together. But they're confused, man. Trey Lance, they gave up three first-round picks for him. They didn't move up from 5-3 to or 12-3. to They gave up three first-round picks for him. And it looks like the guy's trade bait now. He's going to be gone from the 49ers as soon as they can trade. Yeah, and it sounds like you got a a place in your heart for John Lynch. But this is uh, a 49er organization that ever since they lost their owner because he was involved in a gambling riverboat casino deal or trying to become involved in one, and he had to sell the team to his sister. And now she'd rather have a team than a brother. You know, he can have it back. He, He would be allowed back in the NFL as an owner. She could sign it back over to her brother, but she would rather have a football team than a brother. I'd rather have a brother. You know, my, my, my brother and I now own my mother's house. If he wants to have the whole thing, I'd rather have a brother. Although I'll end up with half of that house anyway, but because I trust him. But nevertheless, uh, that, that I think we're both on the same page with that. They fired Harbaugh. If you'll remember, they let Harbaugh go after he took that team to the Super Bowl in a strike year. We never got to talk to the players over the summer. Remember that? So uh, this is a team that doesn't know when to have. This is a team that's had some organizational dysfunction over the years, whether it's ownership or management. And here's another example. Yeah, but to their credit, they built a beautiful roster. Yep. Nick Bosa, who's holding out now, he wants more money. He's a defensive player of the year. Fred Warner. I mean, they're linebackers. They got seven linebackers. Not not four. They have seven. They have a great secondary. They got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They got Christian McCaffrey. You want to talk about a Swiss Army knife? They got a lot of good players. The problem is they, they think, they believe they can win with a guy named Brock Purdy who's irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. Now, Tom Brady was taken in the sixth round. We have a new audience all the time. If you're first time listening or watching the podcast, Hi. I always like to bring this up. The Patriots never wanted Tom Brady with an N. 
Because if they really wanted Tom Brady, they would have traded up in the fifth round to get him. Or they would have traded (laughs) into the fourth round. The Raiders got a guy from Purdue with a mustache named Aiden O'Connell. Perfect example I'm going to give you here. The Raiders wanted him. You know why? They needed a linebacker in the fourth round. They needed a defensive tackle. You know who they took? Aiden O'Connell because they scouted him. They interviewed him. They wanted him. They didn't wait for him in the fifth or sixth round. They still would have wanted him, but another team would have took him. The Patriots didn't want Brady. So Brady went past the third, past the fourth, past the fifth. If the Patriots really wanted him, they would have moved up into the last pick of the fifth round and said, time out, time out, we want Tom Brady. It was a fluke. And then they ended up winning six Super Bowls with him. The Niners didn't want a guy named Brock Purdy either, because if they did, they would have taken him in the fucking fourth round, fifth round, the sixth round, and get this, they would have traded up with them six picks before Mr. Irrelevant and said, you know something, <laughs> let's trade up and give up next year's fifth and sixth to get Brock Purdy. That's the guy they're all in on to win the Lombardi when everybody else has got veins ripping out of their biceps, veins in their neck ready to win the Super Bowl, and they're all in the locker room going, I guess Brock Purdy can win for us. And you know who else wins for you? Bet Online, our great sponsor here with the JT and Looney podcast. Got to get them in in the first five minutes of the show. Got it in at 4.59. BetOnline.ag. Head there as soon as you can. You can bet on all sports, not just the NFL. But we got the NFL season coming up. There's great futures. I don't know if there's great future. There's somewhere in there. There's a great future. Somewhere in there, there might be a team that's eighty to one to win the Super Bowl, and you can get it right now. Baltimore Ravens were eighty to one to win the Super Bowl twenty three years ago, and a lot of people took home a lot of cabbage. And maybe you can too if you had to bet online, bet on your favorite NFL teams. If you've never been to bet online, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus up to a thousand dollars just for being friends with JT and Looney. You got to use the promo code Believe V L E A V. That's the platform where you can hear the JT and Looney podcast B L E A V. Use that promo code. You get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast continues. No, Steve Steve Young wins for you. Joe Montana wins for you. Hey, Jimmy Garoppolo won for the San Francisco 49ers. Why couldn't the coach and everybody get along with the guy? Or maybe it's his fault. Who knows? You're going to find out and get to know him really well. You seem to like him, and he seems to like you. But I, I, when you got a quarterback that's winning games for you, why did they get rid of the one guy? If they're going to have a quarterback problem, the quarterback problem is they should be settling on Garoppolo. Another uh, obvious example of the dysfunction of the 49ers. Yeah, the Niners got rid of Garoppolo because he got hurt a lot. He did. Okay. He won 70% of his games. Yeah. Four playoff games. I still want the guy that wins 70% of the games and a roll in the dice on these three guys. And Jimmy G is very young. Jimmy G is not 40. Yeah. He's not 35. He's not 38 years old. Jimmy G's got plenty of left, but I'm okay with that. And they, and they were fortunate to get Purdy. Purdy played last year. Every game that he played start, to the end of the game, he won every one, and then yeah. the, the last game when he and got he also played in, in Iowa State. Yeah, everyone goes to football games in Iowa. There's nothing else to do. He played in sold out stadiums every game of his college career. So, you know, walking into a sold out stadium in his NFL career was just like any other Saturday for him. It was just that the game has been on Sunday. He's been great. When it gets back to the Niners is the thing that I kind of bring up here, and I don't have an agenda against Kyle Shanahan. I've interviewed his dad 
For 10 years, I interviewed him at the American Century. We did. At Super Bowls, mm-hmm. he came to us on Radio Row. Kyle had a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan did. Not the owner, Arthur Blank. Okay, not the head coach at the time. The coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, had a guy named Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. And they had a 28-3 to lead. And I bring this up to everybody. All they needed to do was get one more first down and the game's over. Yep. Literally, new first down, two to three minutes off the clock, they win the game. And they, Kyle couldn't get it. Kyle couldn't draw up a slant, an out route, an 11-yard in route to Julio Jones in the Super Bowl. And I'll give Belichick credit. They defended him well. So Kyle lost that game. So that is the worst moment of his career. Not the head coach of the Niners or a coordinator with the then Redskins, Commanders, is when he was the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl with the 28-3 lead. He could not contain the lead, hold it out, and win the Super Bowl. Now he's the 49er coach, and he's coaching a lot of games, and they win a lot of games. But he was the guy that convinced John Lynch to go get Trey Lance and to give up three first-round picks. And we should be able to connect this via YouTube. We'll do it down the road. Was that that was the most smug press conference I ever saw when he walked in and he looked at all the media and said, you didn't know what I was doing. I, I, I tricked all of you, paraphrasing. I got Trey Lance, and I got him. No, no, Kyle, you gave up three first-round picks to get him, and now he's your third-string quarterback. He got beat out by Sam Darnold. Well, I actually think Sam Darnold's a pretty good player. You saw him play at USC. <laughs> saw him play at Number USC. Of, I, I, just wa- I just want to point out that I'm pretty sure Shanahan didn't say, I fooled all of yous because he's not Tony Soprano. <laughs> no, he's not like me. You know, he's not from Long Island. No, he's not from Long Island saying use guys. That's really, uh, I, I do say that. <laughs> but nevertheless, unlike, unlike 99% of the radio hosts that do say, um, 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 and, uh, uh, Oh, um, it's I, unbelievable. You didn't do one. Um, the calling the, the first two Raider games. I've listened to you call and We're going to include those highlights in this award-winning podcast. And I'm I got more questions about that for you. But uh, I got like a hundred of them. But uh, yeah, you know, no ums and ahs in your play-by-play uh, debut as uh, the Raiders play by, uh, preseason play-by-play guy this year. But uh, I, I think that when it comes to the quarterback position, and we've had a lot of fun talking about this over the years, you know, when the Green Bay Packers had Kurt Warner, they didn't know he was the best quarterback on their football team. He was a free agent. They just had him for the summer. And the Rams didn't know he was the best quarterback on the football team. They had Trent Green. They just brought in Kurt Warner. He seems like a nice kid. It does a lot of hard work. Yeah, Jerry some... Glanville didn't know. Jerry Glanville didn't know Brett Favre in right. Atlanta. Right. Right. Quarterback didn't know. Didn't want to. Didn't want to try it out. Brett Favre. Give him a little bit longer. And, and we take a look Atlanta. at the you know, the draft. There's a lot of examples, but we can use the examples when guys were on teams and. And people didn't realize that their backup quarterback was a Hall of Famer. And Johnny Unitas got cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot of stories that go all the way back to Johnny Unitas. You don't like to mention him too much or people will fall asleep because they don't know who you're talking about unless they read record books. But uh, that happens with coaches and people see it at all levels. Every kid has that story about either himself or a a friend in high school that the football coach didn't realize he was the best player to position the coach's son got the job or somebody else who, who was a a donated money to the school. And it happens at the pro it happens at every level where, where coaches don't realize at the position of quarterback uh, who the best football player and the best quarterback is on the team and on the field or, or in the draft. 
if the 49ers, no, the Jets have Aaron Rodgers. We've been watching hard knocks. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Niners were going to be able to get Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers is from the Bay Area, that area. But if the Niners had, and if they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, you know where to find me. I come back, I, this will be haunting for me. But if they had a quarterback. Yeah, I've heard those prank phone calls on your satellite radio show. Yeah, yeah thank you. If they, had, <laughs> if they had Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, go back to any, you know, Justin Herbert, anybody on that team, they'd win multiple Super Bowls. The NFC is so wide open now. The Niners are clearly the best roster. If they had a seven, eight, nine-year veteran quarterback who's played at the highest level, and you might say Jimmy Garoppolo, but he got hurt too much, the Niners would be such an overwhelming favorite, right. in my opinion, to win the Super Bowl. I'll give you Josh Allen. I picked Josh Allen to win the last Well, and they'd be up there with the Chiefs and the Eagles and the Bills. Yeah, if, if they if the Niners had Jalen Hurts or Josh still Allen up there. or Joe Burrow, they would win the Super Bowl, and they'd win multiple Super Bowls. Well, Bowl here's the question I have for you. In this era that we're currently living, Patrick Mahomes era, Lamar Jackson era, where the super quarterbacks are out there that can do just everything, and great quarterbacks have been winning Super Bowls, not many Trent Dilfers lately, can the 49ers still do it? With yeah, any one of those three guys, because of the rest of the roster that they have in this course, multi, uh, incredible uh, golden era we're going through with quarterbacks. Yeah, you can. I mean, Jeff Hostetler was a good quarterback. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, Jim I'm talking Dilfer about now, though. Now, though, the, a lot of the teams going to the Super Bowl still have the super, the super quarterback as well. Yeah, you're not right now we're in an era where you need a super player, like a Steph Curry in basketball, mm-hmm. LeBron James, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Seems to be that guy, Jalen Hurts. I mean, Jalen Hurts played one of the greatest Super Bowls, maybe oh. the greatest Super Bowl of all time for a losing quarterback. Yeah. I mean, the one time he fumbled the ball when no one touched him. I mean, you want to talk about a mistake, he fumbled the football and no one hit him, and that was the difference in the game. But we're in a good quarterback era. Let me get yes. one more quarterback who I just saw up close in practice. When I saw you in L.A., I went to the joint practices of the Raiders and the Rams. Matthew Stafford looked incredible. Oh. Lean, fit. He was hurt all of last year. He yeah. won a Super Bowl. He left Detroit. I don't know what they're going to do. They're not very good. They have Aaron Donald and, like, nobody else. Cooper Cup, they're trying to nurse him through an injury. But Matthew Stafford was throwing dimes, and he walked past me in practice, and I was like, this look, guy looks different. Finally, to see him healthy. Keep an eye on Stafford this year. He looked fantastic when I saw him up close last week. What well, he's – yeah, he was because of last year's hiccup. Uh, people don't realize he, how great he is and how uh, a team that went to the Super Bowl traded for him, even though the previous you know, Jared Goff had taken the team to the Super Bowl. They weren't all high on Jared Goff when they could get Matthew Stafford. And when you play in Detroit and you're the best player in the league, sometimes people don't see you. Uh, thank goodness. Now in the electronic area, you know, when Barry Sanders was playing in Detroit, do you know how hard it was to get a highlight because it wasn't the digital era? And if you weren't uh, there parked near a sports center, if you were busy at night working and you were working at 10 o'clock at night, a uh, West coast time when sports center come on or prime time with, uh, with Berman, then you didn't get to see Barry Sanders, a lot of Barry Sanders highlights because he was in Detroit, Matthew Stafford, even though he played in the digital era, kind of overlooked him because the lions are overlookable. Well, not anymore. And he, and right. If he's healthy, then the Rams are just automatically going to be, 50% better. Here's what's fascinating me. And I'm not, I'm not here to be Pope. I'm not here to be King, even though okay. I'd like to be King. 
more so than president. Well, yes, if we we it's both agreed, like, if either one of us were king, every child would play football. Well, and again, I believe that this country shouldn't have a president; should have a king. And if we have a good king, keep her. The print will have the queen or the king, and keep them for as long as they want. If they're sane, I'd be right. more into that. <laughs> I am fascinated on what Michael Jordan's son and Scottie Pippen's ex-wife have done. I can't get it out of my head. So Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were teammates for the Bulls. They won six championships. They are on the Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of all-time greatest teammates. I've mm -hmm. often said, I don't think Jordan would have won more than, he would have won one or two. No doubt Jordan would have won yep. one or two. But without Pippen, he would have won one or two. He won six. And the same goes for Scottie Pippen. So Jordan and Pippen have a falling out because Pippen's getting kind of weird. And Michael Jordan definitely holds it against Barkley. You screw over Michael Jordan, you're done. Right. You're done. Michael, you're not Michael Jordan doesn't want to be around anyone who's going to embarrass his brand or him, and he doesn't have the oh. best uh, uh, sense of humor about himself, poor guy. And we all know people like that. And yep. Jordan, if you screw up with Jordan, you're done. So now we come to find out that Michael Jordan's son is dating and might be getting engaged to Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, Larsa, who is bat-blank crazy. She's on reality shows. She was inside the Kardashian world. This is so Hatfield and McCoy shit, man. This is oh, incredible. This is one of the, is one of the most whacked-out things in American history. In American history, when it comes to the fall of the American family in marriage. So It's just like you know, George Washington's daughter marrying Robert E. Lee's son. That's ah. it, what it is. Great analogy, the king of analogy radio and podcast. So imagine Michael Jordan now, knowing that his son, who really doesn't do anything other than help with Michael Jordan's empire, I think he works in the division of Nike underneath Jordan's brand, which is a multi-billion with a B dollar brand. So his son is somewhere in the family business because dad's really famous, and he might be a nice guy. But I want to say he's not a nice guy because of the way he's embarrassing his mother. Well, yeah, we have to take a stand, and he's not a nice guy. Go ahead. He's not Let's a nice it. guy because he's dating Larsa Pippen when he could date anyone in the world. And he drives he crazy. He can go to Saint-Tropez. He can date a Brazilian swimsuit model. He can date a nice young girl from Chicago and decided to do this. Now, Larsa Pippen is just crazy, and this drives Scotty crazy, and Scotty's gone crazy, lost his TV gig, said some really rude stuff about Michael Jordan over the years. But let's think of Scottie Pippen now knowing that his ex-wife is in bed with Michael Jordan's son. And what Michael Jordan's ex-wife must think of her son, who was sleeping with Larsa Pippen that she used to hang out with when the Jordans and Pippins were winning championships. Is this the most crazy, batshit TMZ stuff that we've ever covered on the podcast? It it does make you crazy because of the point you were taking, this Derek Fisher syndrome, right? Why, when you can date anybody, you're a coach of the New York Knicks, why a teammate's wife? With this, he's not even divorced from yet. Remember when that happened with Matt Barnes? Matt Barnes' wife, estranged wife, but they weren't uh, divorced yet. And all of a sudden, Derek Fisher is dating her, and they're in fist fights in Santa Barbara. And like, wait, put on the brakes. Derek, you can date anybody in the world. Anyone. So, and and so that that is what drives me crazy because with both of us, nothing comes before family and friendship. Nothing, and uh, that's why we've gotten together over all these years because getting along was more important than our radio show. And uh, or and and so, so you're asking me to try to break it down and understand it? Nope, can't do it. 
living in <laughs> Vegas. Michael Singl- Vegas. Mike Singletary over here can't do it. Vegas is different than most places, but we get we people in big cities, small towns. When you break up with your partner and you've been with your partner forever, can you find someone who's not in your inner circle? <laughs> I mean, people people fall in love with people in their inner circle, right? Yep. Men and women fall in love yeah, with other people. It happens. I get see. it. They see them at work. I'm romantic. I get them. it. They yep. see them at Little League. They see them at the restaurant where they work at. I get it. But when you're this guy, Michael Jordan's son, do you have to fall in love with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife? And do you, do you have to fall in love with her publicly? Is another thing. Okay, you know, have a have an affair of some kind. But do you have to fall in love with her publicly and then create a whole Hatfield and McCoy embarrassment that's going to be a national story because of the stature of your family? It makes no sense. If this was Game of Thrones and Michael Jordan was the king, he would take his oh son god. in front of the dragon. Oh my god! He would yeah. put him in front of the dragon, and the dragon would eviscerate him <laughs> in front of the whole, in front of the seven kingdoms. Absolutely. Right? So, yes. I, and the people don't. I have a Michael Jordan jersey right here. See behind me, I got jerseys. I got Michael Jordan here, and Michael Jordan isn't a perfect human being, nor are we. Right. But it's just incredible. This has been all over TMZ. Oh, I'm a total no- romantic. I get people falling in love, but you've got it. You've got to put it in. You know, you got to categorize it. Keep it. Your know, people have a public life, a private life, and a secret life. That should have been secret life. If it's going to happen, that should have been secret life stuff, and not on TMZ. We shouldn't be talking about it uh, here on the podcast. Did you see Cleopatra? Yeah. So this is not the stuff that people get away with in uh, in royal families. You're gone because then they they don't trust you. You can't be trusted with that. You can't be trusted to uh, not try to overtake my throne. We saw the Last Dance documentary that was brilliant, right? It got yes, us through right. COVID, the Last yes, Dance. Yes, yes. winning documentary, and Jordan's sitting there in his house with the cigar. They're showing him the iPad of Isaiah Thomas, and he's just laughing at him. And he's laughing at other people when they're mocking at him, whoever it is. And I'm just sitting there going, couldn't Michael Jordan just take his son aside with a cigar? At his new golf course that he owns that has drones bring you bring you margaritas and cigars. <laughs> Couldn't he just take a puff on his cigar and bring his son over and go, hey, you're not allowed to see her anymore. You're embarrassing your mother and myself and your family. It's over. Uh, go get someone else. Michael Jordan couldn't even pull that off. Michael Jordan doesn't have the power to tell his son to break up with Scottie Pippen's oh. ex-wife. It's obvious uh, to Casey doesn't because his son no. is all over Hollywood with Because, you know, sometimes people with their family are pushovers. And it doesn't mean because everybody's running and happy to go get send a drone to uh, with a margarita to Michael Jordan doesn't mean his son will. Sometimes sometimes you're not uh, sometimes your bark works with people other than your children, as you know. <laughs> Hold on. Here's the drone bringing me my vodka soda here. My oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, good to see you in L.A. We went to Poncho's. Ah. We had a good time. Good lunch. Yes. With a mutual friend of ours. And we just had a lot of fun there. Uh, great to be in Southern California again, uh, that enclave of Manhattan Beach where the Rams practice in the deep, deep valley far, far away, which was weird. Rams practice in their headquartering in the valley where you and I did our radio show forever, not like the heart of Hollywood or, right. anywhere, uh, there, or anywhere near Inglewood. Uh, yeah. They're out. Uh, what's that part of the valley called? The Cena Thousand valley? Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Yep. I got to hide out in Manhattan Beach and have lunch with you, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, what was cool was we were at Poncho's, which was a whole 
L.A. Raiders hangout back in the day. So it was, it was those Raider roots that had to uh, that were connected with our lunch. And I got to ask you 100 questions and I will again. Actually, I didn't get to ask you 100 questions about doing play by play because uh, we were there with uh, with our friend Dave and just talking about life a lot uh, in a lot of cases and in bar- backyard barbecues. Sincere McCormick is in the backfield about five yards back. Garbus rolls right, rolls right, hits McCormick, touchdown. Las Vegas Raiders, Sincere McCormick with the short touchdown grab, and the Raiders are blowing this one open in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. How hard is it to call play-by-play when, you know, you know every guy on the team during the season, you do the pre- and post-game shows, but you have a lot of strangers. Do you have to sit as, like, memorizing for the uh, uh, for a, a college test? Well, no, you cheated on college tests. In high school, when you had to, when you had to study for a test, do you have to study a roster? Do yeah. you have a spotter telling you who's catching the ball? Uh, fill us in on the behind-the-scenes. I moved into the radio play-by-play because just keeping the seat warm for our Great radio play-by-play voice, Jason Horowitz, who's doing preseason TV. Mm-hmm. So they put me in his seat, and I've been having a ball. It's been challenging, but a lot of fun. I have a spotter, a stat guy. I'm working with two legends, Lincoln Kennedy and Eric Allen, two of the great players of their era, multiple Pro Bowls between them. And they've made me very comfortable. And, yeah, we're trying to get stories in. We're trying to tell more stories about camp than worried about third and four and an incomplete pass. So it's p- kind of unique to get the play in recap and then get back to the game but i've been enjoying it i've had a chance to call a game in vegas at allegiant stadium la against the rams at sofi and i'm leaving this friday to go to dallas wow the palace in dallas where you and i saw the first ever sporting event there a fight a fight there with manny pacquiao so i'm excited i've had a lot of fun i've enjoyed it getting some good reviews uh it's nice to play my own highlights back on my own radio show that's fun. <laughs> that is a lot of fun. Well, let's load the box here. Darnold under center, and he gets the push. He didn't get it. He's getting pushed back. If the Raiders can hold him, the initial push for the Raiders was great to stop that play. That should be Raider football. Raiders sniffed it out, Lincoln. You saw it first from up here. They knew it was coming. And so, you know, hold on one thing. Do you yeah. know has the longest winning streak? The longest winning streak in the NFL in the preseason. Ooh, well, it was the Baltimore Ravens. Is it the Raiders now? The Ravens were going for 25 in a row and loss to the Commanders. Now the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, 6-0, going back to last year's never lost a preseason game. I am hearing it whispered in hushed tones as well, and my source isn't you, that, uh, that the Raiders really look buttoned up. Yeah, really looked really, really looked buttoned up in preseason practices so far, and obviously those, in preseason games. Yeah, those scoundrels at the sports books. We joke with some of our friends, but mm-hmm. Raiders season win total six and a half. That means they have to win seven, or you lose your bet if you take the over six and mm-hmm. a half. The over seven, and if you don't think they're going to win seven games, the under six and a half. So if they win six, you're going to win your bet there. I think the Raiders last year should have won nine or ten games. They lost five double-digit leads in the second half, the second half of games. But they only won six, so the schedule's really brutal. But I think the Raiders are better than what Vegas is making them out to be. I know they're better. They're much improved. Well, here, the, the, look, at the, one of the reasons why you lost those games was defense. Have you improved on defense? Yeah, they brought in Marcus Peters, okay. a former great cornerback. They brought in a new safety in Marcus Epps. They got Tyree Wilson, the seventh pick overall, coming off the edge, a couple of new linebackers. Yeah, I think they're going to be better. I mean, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender unless something really pops, but 
I think they're on the right path, and we're going to go through in our final podcast of the summer series. Mm-hmm. We're going to do coming up here in less than I would say two weeks our, our world famous Super Bowl preview show. Oh, we're right. going to pick the Super Bowl winner, and we got to do that before that first first Thursday night game in Kansas City. We got to get that one in there uh, and make our Super Bowl picks. I'm leaning mm. towards the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. Wow. I haven't I haven't chose the AFC team yet, but I love That's the tough. Cowboys. I love the Cowboys roster along with the Niners in Philadelphia. Philadelphia's schedule in November is one of the toughest I've ever seen. I think the Cowboys might be better than the Eagles by just a game. And in the AFC, I don't know who to pick. Is it going to be Cincinnati, Kansas City? The Chargers, one of these years, are going to get lucky, and it's going to pop for them. Buffalo, the team that I've loved the last couple of years from your dirt. I'm, I'm not ready to make up my mind. Uh, I always, I never want to jinx my Buffalo Bills, but you know, I always think yours is important to listen to because you, you've been pretty good over the years. This is, and you stick yeah. to it. Uh, after week one, I always leave myself a caveat that I can change my pick if either one of my teams lose uh, to a loser in week one. I, I changed my pick over there. There's a couple of times I've changed it on the fly when we did it live on the air. We would never tell each other. But one time I changed it on the fly because I didn't want to look like a lap dog. Right? <laughs> I didn't want, you know, if you're Ronald Reagan, I was George Bush, which is what George Will called George Bush back in the day. Right. And so I, I changed my pick on the fly because I didn't want to have the same pick. So we've had fun doing that over the years, and I can't wait to do it again. I picked the Peyton Manning Broncos Super Bowl year, and I picked the Russell Wilson Seahawk year. But it's hard because I went out of my way not to pick Brady and the Patriots. I normally yeah. go down that. Well, road I, I and... never went down that road because it was very personal being a Buffalo Bills fan, uh, the team of my youth. But, uh, you know, what's difficult always with the NFL, what, what makes it a great product is 50 percent of the teams that make the playoffs usually don't make it the next year. And that makes it a wonderful, entertaining, unpredictable product. I want to wrap up the podcast by reminding everybody Maui is open. Lahaina is closed. Lahaina has been eviscerated. They will rebuild it. The rest of Maui, both sides, all sides of the island are open. If you don't go visit, if you don't go visit Kihei or go uh, north of where the fires was to Kanapali or go somewhere in the middle of the island to see a beautiful pineapple field or to go see a waterfall, then those great people on that island are not going to have an economy. It's all tourism. So please make a donation. Yeah, we should encourage people to, right, to go to Maui. And uh, don't don't be a looky loo. Just go to the parts of the island that uh, where people aren't suffering, and add to their economy. Good good idea. Oh, well, Fort Myers was wiped out in a hurricane. Wiped yeah. out the beach there, and people kept going to Florida, right? right? But Maui needs our money. I was just there. I was there probably six weeks before this unbelievable fire scene. And I'm just telling everybody, we're doing a lot with the Raiders on the broadcast because we're the ninth island in Vegas. It's called the ninth island. We have so many Hawaiians that live in Vegas. And it's a big, big resort corridor from all of Hawaii to Vegas and Vegas. and I didn't know that. The ninth island. I love that. The ninth island is Vegas. And I implore everybody to make a donation. A lot of times you can go to the Red Cross, Cross. Just go to the Red Cross. Other times you can now go in sports to your favorite team. Your favorite team has a link to try to help out with disaster relief. So maybe go through the Dodgers or go, you know, through the Tampa Bay Bucks or whatever team you want and try to help out that way. Cause it's heavy on my heart. Cause I was just there and I know those people are really fighting hard, Tom. Well, I have a story to tell you off the air because uh, we both got to go here in a second, but uh former girlfriend of mine, JT is now big muckety muck, big, big, big muckety muck with the red cross, Rosie Taravella. I'll tell you more about that off the air. 
Yeah, but just make sure you press uh, stop recording because we've been known to think yes. we've pressed the button. <laughs> yes, stop recording. Hey, thanks for listening to the JT and Looney. Oh, and I'm on the gram. I'm on Instagram. Oh, that's JT right. The Brick Hits. It's finally there. JT the Brick Hits. Prove to me that you listen to the entire podcast by giving me a follow there. As the Niners are going to take a knee here at Allegiant Stadium, and this one is over. Uh, both sidelines emptying out, coming to midfield as the Raiders are going to win this game quite easily, 34-7. to Thank you for listening to all 31 minutes and 31 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. You get the Jerry Coleman Award. JT and Looney podcast is powered by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.